Hello, welcome to the Apostolic Church International Virginia Central Assembly with our head pastor, Samuel Ampong. We hope you enjoy today's service. May God bless you. Rise up with our Bibles. Rise your feet with your Bible with you. Praise the Lord. And look at your Bible nicely and say, this is my Bible. It contains God's word. This morning, I am fully prepared to hear God from his word. Holy Spirit, grant me audience. Grant me the grace to receive from Jesus. Slap it on your chest and say, I love God's word. And take your seat. Father, we thank you, bless you, honor you. It is time, Lord, to speak to us from the scriptures. You've already ministered in diverse ways. Through prayer, through song ministration, through communion. You've done all these and we've also brought to you our sacrifices. Which, oh God, is in the form of our tithes and offerings. And our dancing and our lifting up of hands. This our Lord, your children are here prepared. Give you, will take us into the week. That will guide, that will help us to know the mind of God. I commit myself to you as a vessel to use this morning. Lord, to bring this spiritual food that builds and nurtures soul and makes one enlightened and also illuminated to know how to lead and to live life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, I'm sharing with you on the topic, compassion. Say compassion. Compassion. Compassion is very important. And I believe you will remember that we've learned in this house that God is a being of characters. When you're talking about God, you're talking about a person who has many characters. And the characters is what really reveal God to us. Nobody has seen God before. We cannot tell you the nature of God in terms of the way he looks in person. We can only describe God. And we do that by describing him with the characters that he has revealed to us. So God is not a man. He doesn't have a form like ours. Even though the Bible says he created us in his image and likeness, that is not in relation to the body form that we possess. But is in relation to his nature, which is his character. It means the way he is in expression of character is the same manner he wants us to live. So when we are talking about God and we are describing God, we talk about him as omnipotent, one who has all power to himself. We are talking about God as a being of love. He is a loving person. He's also a God of peace, a God of patience. He's a God of kindness. He's a God of sufficiency. He has all things. He's a donor. These are the descriptions that we try to use to explain this person called God. So, anybody who comes to God, comes to God on this premise. To know that God is, is to experience his love, his care, his goodness. To see his power being demonstrated in favor of you. And one of the characters of God 
is called compassion. Compassion is what makes God very unique. And it is the same spirit that God has also what placed in us through the Holy Spirit for us to exhibit, to show our true nature as people of God. And this morning we want to really look at it carefully. When we talk about compassion, listen to this. Compassion is the ability to understand the emotional state of another person or oneself. Is the ability to understand. It's not just to see, but to understand the person's emotional state. What the person is going through. What the person is feeling. What is going on in one's life. But it does not end there. It says, compassion has the added element. This is the part that is very key to me. It says, compassion has the added element of having a desire to alleviate or reduce the suffering of another. So when we say you have compassion, it means that you have that desire to help to alleviate one's problem. Compassion is like empathy, not sympathy. When somebody is sympathizing with you, it's just that the person says, oh, I'm sorry for what has happened to you. Oh, it's so sad. But after saying all these things, the person takes you his or her bag and walks out from your place. And you will still be in your situation. So sympathy is not what we needed as men. It's not those who sympathize. But it is those who empathize. To empathize which is to be putting yourself in the same shoes of the person. And then helping to get solution. So a person of compassion will not leave you until solution is found. That is compassion. To show compassion to people. That when you see your brother, your sister in need, you don't take your bag and run away. But you find a way to help, to contribute, to make sure that your brother or your sister is out of that dilemma or that problem or that situation that is inflicting pain and agony or problems in his or her life. This is what makes God to show mercy. A person of compassion shows mercy. One cannot show mercy if that person does not possess this spirit called compassion. And what makes God to forgive sin is his nature of compassion. What makes God to show grace and kindness to people is his nature of compassion. In fact, if you read the Bible carefully, you realize that all the things that God does, it resonates from his nature of compassion. And I want to read some scriptures here to buttress this point before we dive in. In Exodus chapter number 34, verse 6, this is Moses speaking concerning God. He said, the Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. So this is God speaking to Moses. 
and expressing his nature to Moses that this is the kind of person I am. And God started by saying, when I am a God of what? Compassion. And out of compassion, I show mercy. And also out of compassion, my love never fails. And out of compassion, I remain faithful towards my people. Compassion. So God describing himself that I am a God of compassion. So if you are here this morning and one who has given birth to you is God. What kind of character do you have to exhibit? What is that? You have to show compassion. Compassion is important. When you see situations, when you see people going through, you see, in today's world, it's very challenging and selfless. The Christians of our time are more self-seeking than seeking the glory of God. Now, when we say you are seeking God's glory, most often people misinterpret. They think that when we're talking about God's glory, it's about you. God coming with some clouds. And no, when you are seeking God's glory, it means you seek to do things that will make others to honor and to glorify God. Your attitude and mind should let people say, God exists. Somebody should be able to wake up and say that, ah, I never knew that God is still doing miracles. Now, how would this person say so? The person will say so because of what you did for him or for her. Because he might be in certain situation, but you walk into the person's life and you said, I want to be a blessing to you. I have seen you going through this situation, but I want to be somebody to help, to elevate. I want to be part of the solution. The question I'm asking myself and you this morning, are you part of the solution or you are part of the trouble? What kind of thing do you contribute to people's life? Do you inflict pain in people's life or you come in when others have inflicted them with pain to bring solution, to help them to get out of that situation? People have made them to see themselves to be useless. But when you get into their life, do you bring that kind of attitude and behavior that they see themselves as worthy and important? Do they see themselves as valuable assets in the kingdom? A man or woman of compassion has great things. In Psalm 79, the verse number 8, it says, Do not hold us guilty for the sins of our ancestors. Let your compassion quickly meet our needs. And I want you to underline this with compassion quickly meet our needs. For we are on the brink of despair. So the psalmist is here praying to God. And the psalmist knew that one of the most important things that a believer must be aware of what gives you that joy and peace to go before God with faith is that God is a being of compassion. So here he's emphasizing on that nature. He said, God, let your compassion quickly meet our needs. Let me tell you that for God to meet your needs, it has to be as a result of his compassion. You'll be surprised to know. I'll read some few scriptures here to help all of us to understand this. Because sometimes we think that Jesus did the very things he did because he was so powerful. No. Let me tell you something. You can have power. 
You can have everything. But if you don't have compassion, everything you have will amount to zero. That is why you see people who are so worthy. You see people who have all kinds of skills and abilities, yet they are a nuisance to community. Yet, they are not impacting community positively because they lack compassion. When they see a situation, they walk out. They don't turn to what? To be helpers. What made Jesus to heal the sick? What made Jesus to cast out demons? What made Jesus to open the eyes of the blind? Not because he has the power. It's because he has compassion. I'll read the Bible. First, let's read Matthew chapter 14, verse 14. He said, Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat. He had compassion on them and healed what? They are sick. When Jesus stepped out of the boat and he saw the crowd, what? Jesus saw something. He saw the sick. He saw the people possessed with demons. He saw people who are desperate and in need. You saw people who are confused and disturbed. They were like sheep without a shepherd. Like the sheep leading to the slaughterhouse to be killed. And no help. But when Jesus saw that situation. And he saw the needs of the people. The Bible says immediately. He was moved with compassion. When that spirit ignites itself in you, you can no longer resist. You can only place yourself for hell. Or to hell, sorry. You can, you can only make yourself available to hell. To elevate. Jesus healed the same because of God. When you go home, take your time. And read all the miracles that Jesus did. You will learn that they were all based on his nature of compassion. I want to read a few. Addition to that, Matthew 9, 36 to 38. It says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. When he saw the crowd here again the second time, he was what? Moved with what? Compassion. That is why people will fight Jesus. The Sadducees and the Sahindrins and the Pharisees will stand in his way. But one thing that Jesus cannot help is when that spirit, that attitude, that nature of him called compassion begins to move him. It doesn't matter what people are saying because he has to respond to that. He has to take care of the need. So anytime he sees a need and he is what? Moved by compassion, he can help. That is his nature. Why? Because that is the nature of the Father. That is the nature of the Spirit. The Holy Ghost moves on the premises of what? Compassion. The Father moves on the same vein. He also moves on that platform of compassion. It's important. And as children of God, we must be compassionate. Sometimes it's very disheartening that when a Christian sees 
a sister or brother going through something and maybe he knows that the person did something wrong. You will suffer in this. Sometimes they want people to crucify that person. That is not right. As a Christian, when you see people in trouble, you don't walk away. You don't pray for their destruction. That is not the spirit in you. The spirit in you is the spirit that generates compassion when a need is confronted with. But that is the nature of your father. That is the nature of your savior, your king. And that is the same nature he has given birth to you with. We were born anew in Christ. When you read Luke, chapter number 7, verse 11, downwards. It says, soon afterward, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain. And a large crowd followed him. You see, anytime Jesus sees crowd, because where you find many people, one thing that you will see commonly amongst them is problems. Are you aware of that? That is why when the church is growing bigger, the problems of the church increases. Because human beings normally associated with challenges. So when you have 10 people, your challenge is sizable. But when you begin to grow into the hundreds, this one says, this person did this to me. The other person said, the other person did that to me. And there is all kinds of things in the place. And when such things are happening, the most important thing, leadership, and the entire church must have, is the heart of compassion. Sometimes some of the people may be very difficult to work with and to handle. Yet, you must show them compassion. So anytime Jesus sees the crowd, the first thing that he sees or the first thing that comes to him is compassion. So 12, he says, a funeral procession was coming out and as he approached the village gate, the young man who had died was a widow's only son. And a village, and a large crowd from the village was there. Continue. When the Lord saw her, but 12, okay, yeah, that's correct. And when the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. So he said, What? Well, don't cry, he said. Now, this particular statement has to do with Jesus going, he was on his journey, on a mission, and he saw the procession of what? The crowd going to bury like we normally go. Okay, and do when somebody dies. And when Jesus saw the crowd, he also saw a woman who was a widow. And this woman was crying and weeping and mourning. Why? Because her only son is dead. So listen, 14. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it. And the bearers stopped. Young man. He said, I tell you to get up. Now, what made Jesus to bring that boy to life? It's not because he has the power to raise the dead. There is something about compassion. Compassion gives you 
some power. It is the spirit of compassion that makes him to pray wholeheartedly and ask the father to grant unto that widow her only son that she is going to bury. And because of that compassionate heart, the father responded by giving that woman back her son. One of the things that is denying us of God's move in the church and in our lives is the fact that we do not have compassion. Compassion do not crucify. When the woman was brought to Jesus because she was found in adultery, the people had no compassion. They want to stone the woman to death. Meanwhile, they are sinners themselves. But nobody has seen them. There are people, they are doing all kinds of worse things in the church. But when somebody's going to come up and come to the public domain, they want the church to cut the person's head off. They want the person to be crucified. Meanwhile, in their own secret places, if God is to expose them, you will stand and you will be all. Yeah. That's what this people do. So Jesus, knowing the hearts and the minds and the lifestyle of people, even in secret, he started writing. And by the time he finished writing, all of them were gone. Jesus looked at the woman and said, where are your accusers? I said, I don't know, they are gone. Oh. What is this? What is this? So Jesus turned to the woman and said, Woman, if they are all gone, I'm not here to accuse you. I'm not here to condemn. Oh. I say no. This morning, Jesus is saying to somebody who is broken and destroyed by the ways of men and by the attitude of humanity. He says, I'm not destroying. Even though men are raising up against you, he says, I am not against you. I am for you. I have compassion for you. I care about you more than you care about yourself. Compassion cares. This morning, he cares. He cares. Somebody is here saying, does he care at all? He's saying that he cares. He cares. That is why you are not destroyed. That is why you are not consumed. That is why you are still alive. He said he cares. He cares. Because he is a God of compassion. He is a merciful God. Because of his nature, he shows mercy. That is why, even though you do not ask for oxygen, he gives you oxygen. How many of us have wake up in the morning praying that God, this morning, please, don't let the carbon dioxide stay inside me. Make sure that it comes out. You don't pray and ask God. But by his own ways, because of his nature, he makes sure that the carbon dioxide comes out and the oxygen stays in. He makes sure that when you are going, he he utter your steps. You don't ask that. You don't ask that. When you sit in your car, you have that faith that the car will take you to the next destination. Beloved, he carries you on the wings of eagle. It is because he's a compassionate being. And because of that, he shows mercy. He shows kindness. He shows favor. 
He shows grace. This morning, what the Lord is saying to all of us is, remember him as the God of compassion. He is the Lord of compassion. He is the Christ of compassion. The Jesus of compassion. When all things turn against you, he is always there for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never destroy your life. Rise to your feet. Begin to thank God for his nature. Bless him as God who is a God of compassion. Pray the Lord, I thank you this morning. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. For he is the God of compassion. This morning, this week, I want you to know the Lord will be compassionate towards you. The Lord is saying to somebody that this man is one of the men that you always see as a challenging man. But he said this man, he will show you compassion. This man, the Lord will utter your steps. This man, he will show you mercy. He will favor you. He will make a way for you. He will heal your diseases. He will break the barriers. And he will grant you joy and peace. There are some of you, you have ever entered into this man with sorrow in your heart. But the Lord is saying that being the first Sunday, the message to you that remember, he is a God of compassion. And by so doing, he will bring joy. Joy overflows. Joy overflows. Overflows. Because that is his nature. Out of you, fountains will flow. Because he is a fountain of life. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, blessed God. Thank you, mighty and everlasting one. Thank God for a new man. Thank God for a new man. Thank God for the month of December. Thank God and commit the whole month into the hands of God. In the next one minute, just proclaim and say, God, this month I commit everything into your hands. I commit my ways, my days, my time, my season, everything into your care, Lord. Let this month be a unique month, a month of favor, a month of blessing, a month that, oh God, my life story will be changed. A month where everyone that will come across me will say, God has shown you mercy. God has been mercy. Merciful, gracious unto you. Father, we thank you. We bless you, God. We give you glory in the name of Jesus. Now lift up your hands as we receive the benediction to bring the first service to a close. Father, we bless you this morning for your word of compassion. Amen. And your nature as a compassionate being. Amen. May you bless this week for your people. Yes, Lord. May you order the steps of your people. May you bring joy into their lives. May this man be the month of greatness. A month of a new birth. And it's a month of life. That everything that is dead, any good thing dead in their lives, may it come alive. May the Lord grant you peace and make your life stable. May you not be moved or shaken by the troubles of the world. May the Lord open your eyes and illuminate your heart that you always see him and connect. May the Lord grant you life. This man, you will not die before your time. But you will live to declare his glory. Amen. May the Lord's hand be upon you and your family. Amen. May the Lord bring joy in your home. Amen. 
May the Lord make a way where there is no way. Amen. May the Lord set a course for you. Yes, Lord. May the Lord establish you. Amen. May the Lord make your face shine. Amen. And your forehead stronger than that of your enemies. Hallelujah. May you break through and surmount all troubles. And may you continue to walk and live in victory. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let the church respond with amen. Thank you for listening. Amen. God bless you and have a good week. See you on Monday, you 9 o'clock on the back. Here is our pastor's number, 857247. Thank you for listening to the Apostolic Church International Virginia Central Assembly. If you have a prayer request, here is our pastor's number, 857247-3209. Our location is... 8002 Hot Court, Springfield, Virginia 22150